This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, Raider Nation, live in studio for the next couple hours. Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Demond Cotton behind the wheels of steel. Your boy, Q, in studio, as mentioned, as for the next couple hours. Uh, got a nice laundry list of guests that we have coming up on today's show. Have a good show topic that we have coming up. We also just received the injury report from the Raiders. And I'll tell you right now, without going through the whole thing, because one of our guests is coming up immediately, there's a long laundry list of players on the injury report but it's very clean right now everyone for the most part fully participated in practice today outside of tight end nick bowers who we already know is not playing on sunday quentin jefferson had a personal day so he didn't participate and then dallin levitt was limited so uh it's a long laundry list of names but pretty clean as far as everyone participating fully in practice today. Now, immediately, we're going to go out to the Raider Nation hotline and talk to our first guest today. Uh, John McClain from the Houston Chronicle joins us every Thursday. We're actually going to switch it up to Tuesdays, but joins us right now off the top of the show. And, John, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. I really wanted to have you on the show because of the tweet that you put out yesterday about Deshaun Watson and the fact that it looks like he may get traded or he likely will get traded to the Dolphins before the trade deadline. What do you know about that, uh, that trade that could potentially go down pretty soon well that wasn't a tweet that was a story i wrote yesterday saying they had intensified their efforts to get this bill done and i'm not sure Q, if it's because the dolphins lost five in a row because they were humiliated in london losing to the jaguars allowing jacksonville to break its 20 game losing streak but the dolphins along with the panthers and the broncos have been enamored of watson more than every other team, and there have been a bunch who've checked on him. Philadelphia is another one. Keep in mind, Watson has a no-trade clause. He can reject mm. any team, and I'm told he's told them a long time to go the only place he will approve is Miami. Now, if that's the case, they either trade him to Miami or they let him come back every year and you let him come to practice and practice on his own, work out, and uh, go home. And this year he's making $10.54 million to do that. But next year his extension kicks in, mm. and his base salary is going to be $35 million. So they don't want to run the risk that nothing will be changed in his legal situation, and he could do this for two years in a row. Now, I don't think that would happen, but uh, I know this. If the offense were to wait, Say they waited till the draft. There could be a bunch more teams needing quarterbacks. The Giants with Daniel Jones, the Lions with Jared Goff. They've got two ones in the next draft. Uh, you never know about the Steelers. What about Washington? What about Seattle if Russell Wilson leaves on top of the Broncos and the Panthers and the Dolphins? And there might be more. Right. And so they have to. They if, if I think it's smart of the Dolphins. And I'm sure the general manager, Nick Casario, he has demanded three ones and two twos. And maybe to get the deal done, he'll take less than the two twos, but he wants three ones. Miami has San Francisco's number one pick in 2022, but not its own. 
And then in 2023, Dolphins have their pick in 49ers. Well, they're, they could be giving up number one picks for the next two years, and that would help the Texans rebuild a franchise that they're basically going to the bottom and starting over. And then they wouldn't have to worry about a quarterback for another 10 to 12 years in Miami. The way quarterbacks are playing so long today, too, it might be 15 more years before they'd have to worry about it. Right. No no doubt about that. And one of the questions that I was asked about this situation was what kind of protection would Miami need if they were to make this trade and knowing that Deshaun Watson, it, it could go south. We're not, no one wants it to go south, but what if it were to go south and he got into some big-time legal trouble? It's like coming to Vegas and rolling the dice. You get no protection. Mm. You just gamble and hope that you're lucky or you're right. And I think that the owner, Stephen Ross, who lives in New York, that he would have a pretty good idea from Roger Dell before mm-hmm. he pulled the trigger, gave the approval on this trade, if he were going to be suspended. Now, a lot of people have thought Watson would be placed on the commissioner's exempt list. Well, you know what? All that is is a paid vacation. <laughs> right. Texans don't want him to go on a paid vacation. They want him to pay because he's causing them a lot of problems, beginning with his trade demand in January. So as it is now, he gets paid, but he has to fight traffic like the rest of us, and he has to come to work and sweat like like other people do. So they're not doing him any favors. So instead of being on the exempt list, getting to go home to Georgia and work with his best friend and quarterback, Gary Quincy Avery, then he's going to have to work here. And then the other deal with would Roger Goodell suspend it? And I know that they wouldn't make that trade unless – unless Stephen Ross had talked to Goodell and knows what Goodell's plans are. And so if they make the trade, I'm pretty sure that Ross knows he's not going to be suspended. Got one more question about this Deshaun Watson situation. Is there any potential that a, a third team could get involved, like maybe a Washington or a Denver, like teams that you mentioned that could be in need of a quarterback, possibly for Tua, as this whole thing shakes out? It depends on the scouting report on Tua Tagovailoa when he came out. Now, people ask me if he'd be part of the trade. Going back to March when the Dolphins were first interested, I have never heard one time that Tua would be part of the trade. Now, remember when the general manager, Nick Casario, was in his last year with the Patriots, they needed a quarterback to replace Tom Brady, so he would have thoroughly scouted Tua Tagovailoa. And so I'm guessing he doesn't think he's a franchise quarterback or he'd be trying to get him. In exchange, there was a report that Washington might be the third team to get Tua. I'll tell you what I'd do if I were Miami. I'd make this trade, and I'd say, Tua, we're going to do everything we can to move you before the draft. And here's why, Q. This isn't shaping up to be a great quarterback draft. It might not even be a good quarterback draft. So if you're sitting there with Tua Tagovailoa, we just threw 329 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception against Jacksonville coming off a rib injury. You might get more for him than you gave up to get him with a fifth overall pick if he's better than any of quarterback prospects. Right. That makes a lot of sense. We're talking right now with John McClain from the Houston Chronicle on Twitter, at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920, my man DeMond has a question he wanted to ask you. Go ahead, DeMond. Yeah, John, you answered it a little bit, but I want to dive a little deeper into the NFL's part in this because they're letting the Texans handle this how they see fit. But where does the league stand in the, on this, like maybe even morality-wise, on just he can't play. Even if you do execute this trade, when he gets the 
when he gets to Miami, if that is his trade destination, that you just can't allow you can't allow him to play, even though we haven't had anything legally come out sentence wise. Demond, I think that the Dolphins would not make that trade if they didn't think they could they could play him when they were ready. And something to keep in mind: if they trade him, say tomorrow, then he's got two weeks to prepare for the Dolphins' November seventh game at home against the Texans. Wow. Now, if they wait till the trading deadline, that is the week of the game. I don't know that, say, he was traded on Monday, the deadline's Tuesday, if he could get ready. And it wouldn't be fair to have him come in there and start against the Texans while two has been taking all the snaps and practices. That's one reason they need to get it now. The Texans are going to Arizona. Ordinarily, a team that's one in five with five consecutive losses and has lost its last two road games by a score of 71 to three, the game wouldn't matter at all. But the fact they're playing against J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins, that has added a lot of suspense to this game. Not a suspense about who's going to win or lose, but uh, <laughs> if you'll be able to tell any of the Texans by anything but their dental records after they leave Phoenix. And then if they turned around two weeks later and played against uh, Deshaun Watson, you know that'd be about as good as it gets as far as as far as the revenge matchups. Yeah, no, it, it really would. We're talking right now with John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. And, John, I wanted to ask you another Texans question. They recently released uh, Whitney Merciless. They agreed to part ways. He signs with the Packers. Uh, what What was the mutual agreement, or why was the, the need for the mutual agreement? Was it just the team's not winning and he wanted to go somewhere else he had a chance to win? His playing time had diminished. They had younger guys that were giving the snaps to, and he told them, if, look, if I'm not going to play, will you let me, give me my release and let me at 31 try to find a team that's a Super Bowl contender. And so he's done everything right by them for his whole career. So they did. Now he's with a Super Bowl contender, and everybody wishes him the best. When Watt signed with Arizona, 31 million two years, he was blasted all over the NFL. He only wanted out of here to go there for the money. Why would he go to Arizona? He's supposed to want to go to a playoff team. They're 8-8. Eight eight. They lost their last two when they were – Contending for the wild card, they'll never win. And now what looks pretty smart. <laughs> yeah, he does. They're the last remaining undefeated team in the league. And, yeah, I remember that when that happened. Everyone said, oh, he just he just wanted out of there. And they really did blast him. You're right about that. And now here they go. They're looking like a really good team. And, of course, they have Houston coming up. So I'll expect that to be a, another Arizona victory. Now, John, last week you, uh, you mentioned when we were talking about the Raiders and the whole situation with Gruden, you said, I think that they're going to rally. Normally you see teams rally around the interim head coach or whatever happens off the field and rally with the players they did that they went to Denver and they handled their business so you were right on about that the question I have is is that kind of energy that they had is that kind of rallying cry that they had on Sunday is that something that through your experience is sustainable throughout the rest of this year well Q I I think it's also good they played the Broncos because that is you know they ate the Broncos Broncos ate them say they were going to play Carolina would they have been able to muster that same kind of attitude for Carolina as opposed to Denver. So I think the opponent had a lot to do with it. That made it easier for them to focus on the the opponent rather than Gruden's quote-unquote resignation. It was a tremendous performance, and because the Chargers got waylaid by the Ravens, look where the Raiders are right mm-hmm. now. And uh, they got it going on. Now, usually teams that, that get rid of a coach 
is because the team's bad. Right. You know, so they will they will rally around the interim coach for a game or two, and then they'll realize who they are. As Dennis Green said, you know, we we what was Dennis? I forgot his quote now. They are who we thought they, they are, were. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> and we let them off the hook. That, that's what happens to, to bad teams that have interim coaches. But that's not the case with the Raiders. The Raiders are not a bad team. Right now, they're, they're as good as any team in that division. I still think when all is said and done, it's going to be uh, everybody competing with Kansas City for the title. And the Chiefs, of course, are off to a 3-3 start. But uh, I, I think that this, it, I'm not going to say it's good that Gruden got run, but, man, they seem to be a team on a mission. If they do it again, you know, no telling what they accomplished before the season's over. And I think that this week, John, I mean, they have the Eagles coming to town. Excuse me. They have the Eagles coming to town this week, and then they have a bye. So, I mean, they really have an opportunity. If they could win this game against Philly, who's not the best team, they're still a good team, but they're not the best team. The record doesn't show that they're a good team, but I think they're better than their record. They could win that game and then go into the bye. They could have a week off to rest up, kind of heal up, and then get in that stretch run. And they seem like they're really rallying around Rich Passaccia. Well, let me ask you this. If they win the Super Bowl, are they going to bring Gruden back and let him be part of the ring ceremony? <laughs> I'm staying away from that one. <laughs> I'm, stay- <laughs> I'm staying away from that one. Uh, I'll say this. I think, I, hey, I think Mark Davis would send him a Super Bowl ring in the mail. I, I don't doubt that. I, I think he would as well. And, and I said this before. Uh, I know what he did was stupid and it was terrible. And where he's at is where he should be at. I, in my heart, I feel like he really wants the best for this Raiders organization. I really feel like that's that's who John Gruden is. Well, the Raiders organization is not the what brought him down. Right. You know, it was the NFL and the, and the emails. And I'm sure... You know, Gruden's been around long enough. He's a realist. He can't. He he don't like what happened. He's embarrassed. He's probably angry as well. But the good thing about John is he doesn't want have to worry about money the rest of his life. No, no, no. He does not. Not that's one thing that he doesn't have to worry about at all. Well, John, uh, tonight. Week seven. We're already at week seven. It gets started. Uh, Cleveland, a team that I remember you picked to go to the Super Bowl. They're dealing with a ton of injuries, including Baker Mayfield, who won't play tonight. Uh, what are your expectations for Mayfield? Do you think at some point they just kind of shut him down and go and let him get that surgery on his non-throwing arm? If they do that, then he's going to be done for the season. And I was there when he got hurt. It was the second game against the Texans. He threw an interception, and then he foolishly ran over there to get in the middle of the return on the tackle. And he, he stayed down, and he, everybody held their breath, and they saw it was his left shoulder. Now we find, that, find out it's been popping in and out. That's mm-hmm. not good. Let me tell you something, Hugh. I had a sh- shoulder uh, replacement, and then I have a torn rotator cuff in my other shoulder, and I can't imagine what it's like to be a football player and playing with things like that. And as valuable as Mayfield is, they're built around the run right. with Nick Chubb and uh, Hunt. And both those guys are out. Right. And they're not Baltimore. You know, if they had Lamar Jackson, they might be able to afford losing running backs like that. But right now, that team is in big. I would imagine they're in big trouble. I do not see them rallying around uh, Case Keenum 
like the Raiders as rally uh, in the absence of John Grady. Yeah, it's going to be a tough out starting tonight for the Cleveland Browns, and, and I just don't know what, what direction that team is going. They had a lot of expectations going into the season, but they're so banged up, and injury is just something that just is, is so unavoidable, and you can't really do anything about it except for try to ride the wave, and, and they got a hell of a wave that they're going to try to ride. I wanted to ask you about the Carolina Panthers. They got off to a great start, 3-0, and and then they've lost three in a row. Uh, where are they right now? I always pick the the Panthers in our pick 'em contest. I always pick them because I think Matt Rule is going to bounce back, but uh, they haven't looked so hot the last three weeks. Uh, one reason is Sam Darnold has started really fast, has not played as well. His performance is deteriorating. I thought 2022 with Matt Rule's third year would be the best chance for him to show that uh, he had turned that team around. They got off the fast start. They teased the fans. It's just like the Broncos. They were three and zero. You know the. The Raiders were three and zero, three two, and they were fortunate to play the Broncos. So there's teams that start fast every year. People get excited, and then they fade into oblivion. Just like there are teams that start poorly, like say the Chiefs, and by the end of the year they're a contender again. I believe Kansas City will be, but it's going to be another month. It's going to be till crunch time of December, and now we got two games in January. That's going to be crunch time. In Winston, pretenders are separated from the contenders. Right now, it's way too early to know for sure about some of these teams, but you better keep your quarterback healthy. Now, Derek Carr went down for a long time. They're lucky they got a former starter in Marcus Mariota to come in. That's why teams have to do a good job finding a backup quarterback with experience because they're better equipped to come in under those circumstances and that kind of pressure. And if something happened to Carr, and you better knock on wood, at least you'd have a guy who's a longtime starter, number two overall pick in the draft, ready to step up. Some teams don't have that. Right. No, they really don't. We're talking right now with John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. You can find him on Twitter at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, they knocked off the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football. That's DeMond's team. He was very fired up and excited about that. Derrick Henry is an absolute monster. Uh, what are you seeing from Tennessee? Uh, I know you're very familiar with Mike Vrabel there, the head coach. What do, what do you think about them and the, rent, the run that they could potentially go on? I picked them to run away with AFC South. I didn't think Indianapolis was in their class. And now I had to say this, Q. Carson Wentz is playing really well for the Colts. Last three games, 853 yards, six touchdowns, no interceptions, only one interception for the season. And watching him in Indianapolis on Sunday beat the Texans 31-3, to I'm thinking now, why did the Eagles trade him again? <laughs> and, uh, and with Tennessee, Julio Jones, is he gets hurt a lot. He practices, he doesn't practice. They have not had a healthy A.J. Brown, so they've had to rely on Derrick Henry more than usual. And the problem is it's a 17-game season. And I don't care how great he is, he takes a beating. You know, he's 6'3", 248, and he is a big target. And he gets it every single Sunday. So I'm hoping for his sake that at some point they get some games in which they're way ahead in the second half and they'll put him out, put him on the bench and bring in those other guys or maybe last game rest him if it doesn't mean anything because they may, you know, they're hoping that they get him for at least three playoff games. So he, if he rushes for 2,000 yards, only back to do twice, back-to-back seasons, would he finally win an MVP award or would he still be just the offensive player of the year while a quarterback 
quarterbacks continue to win the MVP, and there's some really good candidates, but is he any less valuable to the Titans than Kyler Murray to the Cardinals or Matthew Stafford to the Rams or Aaron Rodgers to the Packers? He's more valuable, John. Like it to mine. All right, John, I got a question, real question about the Titans. I'm looking at the schedule. Chiefs, Rams, those are two iffy games. Maybe they eke them out, maybe they don't. But do you think that the one seed is on the table for the Titans? Not right now. I don't think their defense is, is good enough. Bud Dupree, I thought he'd come back from his knee injury and give him a really good pass rush. And he may over the – well, you can't say the second half anymore because there's no half. Right. Say over the last eight games of the season, they need to get healthy. They lost Taylor Lewan, their left tackle. But as long as you've got Derrick Henry – the play-action game is going to be the best in the league. Imagine how good they'd be if they could consistently have Jones, A.J. Brown, and Derrick Henry and Taylor DeWine back. Mm-hmm. And for them to get hurt now, that's scary because if you're getting hurt now, what's it going to be in December in those last two games in January? So, no, I don't think their defense is good enough to get home field advantage this year. On the other hand, you know, are they are they as good as – Baltimore, they weren't as good as Baltimore two years ago. They beat them. Demond, uh, you're just getting greedy. Wait, man, come you're on. just getting greedy, table. dog. You're just they're getting greedy. Win every game he's in the division. That's up. possible. He's not greedy. He's fired up. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, John. Thank you. He should be. <laughs> Thank you, John. You just added fuel to the fire, which is the monster, Demond. But no, you're right. He has a good reason to be fired up. That was a hell of a game on Monday Night Football. John, we'll wrap up with this. We started talking to Sean Watson, Tua Tagovailoa. Could Tua end up in the same situation that Josh Rosen was in when he was with the Cardinals and then they moved him on and then he moved on and then he moved on and just really never got settled. Could this end up being the story of Tua Tagovailoa once he gets moved from Miami? Tua Tagovailoa is better than Josh Rosen ever thought about being. And Tua can be a starter in this league. He probably if he gets hurt every year. Right. injury this year. He had the hip surgery. If you Google Tua Tagovailoa and injuries, you will see a list of everyone he's had every year. And that's scary when you have a starting quarterback. But, no, I do not believe he's destined to bounce around like a pinball like Josh Rosen has. I think he'll be a starter somewhere. Just If Miami believed in him, they wouldn't be have shown interest in Watson for the last eight months. Right. No, you're right about that. Good stuff as always. John McClain from the Houston Chronicle on Twitter, at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. Uh, John, what do you got coming out on Texas Sports Nation that fans should be on the lookout for? I've got a column on Deshaun Watson. I got a column on JG Watt. Can't go wrong with those guys. And even though I'm not writing about it, I'm talking on our podcast about those Houston Astros who just put it to the Red Sox twice in Fenway and have two games here and hopefully can wrap it up and go to the third World Series in five years after last year missing out on the seventh game against the Rays. There you go. Go get it done. Houston Astros, go get it done. I'm I think not they're mad. still cheating. They're still cheating. Oh, out. get out of here, DeMond. John, thank you so much. We appreciate you as always. Q, DeMond, thank you guys very much. I look forward to talking to you next week. Absolutely. We'll be talking with John McClain next week on Tuesday. As a matter of fact, going to switch things up a little bit, uh, but always great to get the general on uh, to talk all things NFL and break down the Deshaun Watson trade. And you heard what he said. No protection. You know, I got that question yesterday when the news started to roll out. You know, hey, there is no protection. It's like going to Vegas and rolling the dice. You get what you get. You know, if, if, you, if you want them that bad, you got to take, take the risk. 
So there you go. So great way to start the show. That was amazing. I wouldn't mind having John McClain on to start the show every day. <laughs> that, would be, that was great. That was, yeah, a fantastic way to kind of scatter shoot around the league. So 225 is the time. Coming up at 240, we'll have my guy Dustin DeHart from Nova Home Loans. He's going to join the show. Coming up at 315, we got a Demon exclusive. Why don't you break down? Why don't you break down who's coming up at 315 or what you did earlier today that we'll hear at 315? Uh, went out to Samstown. Impact Wrestling is going to be in town, have their biggest pay-per-view of the year, Bound for Glory. And I talked to their tag team champions, Carl Anderson, Doc Gallows, and a good little, good little chat. What's their names like? Not not their names individually, but as far as the tag team go, or the do good they brothers. not have a name? The what? The Good Brothers. The Good Brothers. All right. The Are the Good brothers. brothers playing the Bad Brothers or, or fighting the Bad Brothers? <laughs> um, actually, well, we won't know until the number one contender match actually happens. But they may be um facing my good buddy Chris Bay. Okay. His tag team partner. Okay. All right. Well, we'll find out. But we'll hear that conversation. Demond had that earlier. We haven't had a Demond. Classic in a while and a little exclusive in a while, so we're going to get that. We'll get that at 3.15, and then we'll close things out with Cody Benjamin from CBS Sports at 3.30. Uh, covers the Eagles like a glove, so we'll get so we'll deep dive more into the Philadelphia Eagles as they're headed to Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. And, of course, we'll scatter shoot around the NFL as we did with John McClain. 2.26 is the time. This is Red Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Coming up in about 10 minutes, Dustin DeHart, Nova Home Loans. He'll join the show, talk all things Las Vegas real estate market. Also talk about the game coming up on Sunday against the Eagles at Allegiant Stadium. I will say this, Damon. <laughs> I did find a Scarface house this morning. Another one. I, I found this one is legit a Scarface house. Like, I think Scarface himself might have owned this house at some point. You got Scarface money? No, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I don't have any well, you kind you said of... like this one is just like, so this sounds like it's more expensive than the last one. I mean, it definitely is. But, I mean, you know, there's always a way to make things happen. The one thing I've learned is if you really want something bad enough in life, you can find a way to get it. You may have to cut some corners. You may have to strap up and really, uh, you know, put yourself on a budget and discipline yourself really well, which I'm not good at doing. But... I'm telling you right now, it is possible. This I'll just give you a little taste test. This house, when I was looking at the pictures, and pictures always are the ones that seal the deal for you, right? I'm going to try to go look at it this weekend, though. I'm not going to lie. But the uh, the room, the front room has a badass pool table, right? That's one thing. Really cool. And then there's like four TV screens against the wall. So that could be the big game room. But they have video games. They have like three different consoles lined up. And then they have a big screen TV above that. It's, it's anyway, it's pretty cool. And in the background, as you look at one picture, there's actually a picture of Scarface on the back wall. So I knew, I'm like, okay, like all I they need, were going for all it. I need is a big glass table right there with a whole pile of cocaine saying, you know, the world is mine or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the only thing that, 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 uh, that house needs. But obviously, they wouldn't advertise it with that kind of paraphernalia. Yes, they also, they also, the guns come included as well. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. I'm just saying, uh, that's what it looks all like it rep- should be all there. Repl- all replicas, of course, you know, but still. Of course. I mean, it's, it's all, I mean, I'm talking, when I say cocaine, I mean baby powder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just for effects. You know, it's Halloween, you know, it's, so it's, you, that, yeah. it's that time of year. There's... We even keep a white suit in the closet. Right, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying. You want the house of yours. <laughs> 
sweeten the deal. Exactly. So anyway, we'll talk to Dustin. We'll talk all things. Uh, well, you know, we'll just I'll just go to Fantasyland with him real quick for a little while, and it'll be all. I've fun. got a question for him too. You know, I got some. Questions. Do you? Yeah. All right. That's what I'm talking. You moving on up like the Jeffersons? Not me, sir. Not me. Okay. Well, you're working on it. That's good. That'll come up in a, in, a, in a matter of minutes. But uh, I do want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. I did have a question that I want to throw out there, and I will in just a little bit because I think it's going to light up the lines, and I don't know if we'll have enough time to get them all in immediately. Um, but we did have a couple of texts that I wanted to get to at 69187, keyword R&R. Good afternoon, Q. Do you have any info on the tweet from Pro Football Talk talking about John Gruden telling HBO the truth will come out? And I read that. I read the little article, and it wasn't anything on the record. Uh, Andrea Kramer, who did that that HBO sports special with Mark Davis when she was kind of uh, you know giving that little background on MD and just talking about him, apparently they had their producer just call Gruden's phone and wanted to see if he was going to answer. And according to this article, he answered. And he didn't have a whole lot to say, but he did say the truth would come out. He said he had, and he said the same thing that he told Vinny Bonsignor, hey, 58 years, um, my resume speaks for itself, the truth will come out. And uh, clearly he was a little angry, but that was it. And it wasn't angry at them, it was just angry at the situation. So that's, that's really all. the power all. of a headline right there. Where he's the same thing he said to Vinny. But right. Vinny's just like, I've talked to John Gruden, and right. you know, he he said the fifth that's like more the emphasis he's putting on it. Right. But then if you twist the headline, the truth will come out. Well, what does and, that mean? What does right. that mean? And that's what he said. And I and I saw that tweet earlier, and so it got me to click on the article and, and it didn't say a whole lot. But Is I Gruden mean, gonna burn down the NFL? To <laughs> to do to do my due diligence and do our job the way we need to do it, I mean it's just it's our responsibility to read it. So congrats to you for clicking on the article and actually reading it and not just coming in. Gruden's going to set the world on fire. Right, exactly. I'm never, never going to make up some stuff. So uh, that's that's the response to that text. And we got one more text here. Uh, Q, is it me or are the Dodgers looking like they've called it a year? Wow, it looks as, it looks bad. As Atlanta looks like the better team, no doubt. As far as my Raiders, I don't think that they're overlooking Philly and will bring the Thunder to them on Sunday. I've got a good feeling heading into the bye week. Uh, D, talking about you, Damon. San Jose State University football versus UNLV. Looking forward to tonight's game, and I'll be in attendance for it. Can't wait for San Jose State to not only win, but cover. Much love to you guys. That's sincerely, Sir Whiskey Ray. Damon, I'll start with you and UNLV. How are you feeling about tonight's game? Do they get their first dub? Don't fan out. Just give me your real honest opinion. Do they get their first dub? They are getting the W. Okay. Marcus Arroyo is tired of losing. Homecoming. The Chuck Wagon. A short week. You know, just a nice ice bath. He's ready to go. The wheels are loaded. Okay. I believe it's her whiskey way. Come find me. Okay. I'll tell you this. Uh, I t- you know, I talk to Lee Sterling every single day from ParamountSports.com. I do the say? show Locked on Bets. We do yeah, it every single covering. day. And I know, but he said that uh, UNLV is going to lose this game. He he feels uh, that UNLV is going to lose and basically that uh, San Jose State is going to Pretty much blow them out. Did he say? Did he say they were, they they're not even gonna cover? No, they they're not even gonna cover. Huh? Not gonna get blown out. I mean, what is Lee Sterling doing? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, having more weekly. Oh, the great Lee Sterling. You say something bad about my team, Lee? There you go. There you go. I'll tell you right now. He was four for four yesterday. So, um, including the Vegas Golden Knights game, and I said, man, can't can't can't. Vegas Golden Knights can't take another L. Well, they did. They sure did. It's ooh, it's not looking it's not looking too good for the Knights. No, it didn't start off very well for them. Uh, as far as this game against the Eagles, Sir Whiskey Ray uh, going to go take it to Philly. Uh, and that's why I asked John McClain about you know being able to sustain that same energy and can they can they come out with that same sense of purpose? I'll tell you when I went back and listened to all the media sessions from from uh, yesterday. Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Henry Ruggs, Rich Basaccia. I mean, they all sounded like they were. And I hate to say sound and sound cliche-ish, but 
they all sound like they're in it together, man. They really do. They all sound like they got the same purpose. Uh, they're ready to go out there and ball. And one thing that caught my attention was Josh Jacobs said in their, in that meeting that they had on Saturday before the, the Denver game, we all were asked, you know, what do we want from this season? What do we want from this season? And so they, they put it out there on the table what they want. So if they all have that same mindset where they want to go out there and kick ass and take names, then why not? Why not? Also seems like the game was a little bit lighter. You, you remember, we also know that clip of Steve Young where he finally wins the Super Bowl and they yeah. take, the, take monkey the monkey off, off his back. back. Yeah. I feel like that's how the players were on the sidelines on Sunday. Right. Just right. like it sounds like everybody else was just like it was just a little bit more fun. It was a little lighter on the yeah. sidelines. Yeah, it did sound like that as well. Josh Jacobs uh, mentioned that as well. Uh, we just got this text from Rob in Oakland on the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Q, yesterday I think you were thinking of Dean Kane <laughs> playing Superman. I believe he played safety at Princeton. And again, that's from Rob in Oakland. And Rob, you are spot on. Dean Kane was exactly who I was thinking of. And when I did that, I tweeted because I said, I mentioned on the show yesterday, Steve Foster, who's my real good buddy. He works at ESPN San Antonio. Uh, he works at a, a radio station in Austin. He does a lot of good things. He also played ball at Princeton. He was a running back. And uh, he, he, Jason Garrett was uh, on his team as well. I mean, there's, there's a lot of ties there. Jason Garrett, uh, Steve Foster, and then Dean Kane. I tweeted at all of them and said, hey, you know, that's who I was talking about was Dean Kane, and uh, we're going to have to get him on the show. And Foss actually put out the tweet, and I don't know if you saw it yesterday, DeMond, but he was like, hey, Dean Kane, I got to get you in touch with my boy Q, and we got to hook up and link up. So uh, there's going to be a Superman <laughs> appearance on the show. I'll let you in on a little secret, too. Everybody out there in Radio Land, let you behind the curtain, as Q likes to say. I knew you were talking about Dean Kane the whole time. You did not. But yes, you I did. did not. Yes, I you did. did not. You lied. Lies. Uh, so lies. Now, now you ain't got a lot of kick it, Craig. You ain't I got a lot of kick it. I knew you were talking Craig. about Dean Kane, but it was funnier when you said the first Superman because I knew that was. But at Reese. no point did you ever say Q. You're talking about Dean Kane. Yeah, because why would I ruin it? Why you could you could have ruined it by saying no, Q. That was good radio. You like didn't like jumping on the Christopher Reeves. I did because that's the first the first Superman I think of. Just saying. You, you could have, at some point, if you had thought of Dean Kane, you did not. There's no yes, way I, I believe did. that. There's guys. no way I believe that. All right, guys. There is not one belief at all that I have in you when it comes to you knew that it was Dean Kane. You did not know that. You knew that after the show because we Googled it. I knew it in the moment, guys. You did not. We Googled it together. No, we, no, we didn't. Okay. All right. We see, gotta go to break. See, see how this guy <laughs> tries a lot to kick it? See, at least the one thing about me is I keep it real all the time. So he knows what's going on in my head. Come on, guys. I'm... <laughs> Everyone knows what's going on in your head. We all know it's not a whole lot of anything. 239 is the time. When we come back, we'll be talking to my guy, Dustin DeHart from Nova Home Loans. He'll join us to talk all things Raiders, all things football, and also the landscape around the Las Vegas home market area. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. I'm not going to lie, I was just admiring this house on, on my phone when I showed DeMond the pictures of it. DeMond, let me ask you, before we get to Dustin DeHart from Nova Home Loans. Now, I described this house when we started the show as a true Scarface house. Tell me this does not look like a Scarface house. Guys, it's a, it's a Scarface house. I'll even <laughs> say this. Fireplace in the bedroom. I mean, I'm just saying. That's next level stuff. Normal people don't even need a fireplace in the bedroom. I don't need a fireplace at all. But if, if, if it's going to be there, why not take it? It's kind of like OnStar. You don't really need it, but if it's there, you might as well use it, right? You got me there. You're exactly. Right. right now on the phone lines, we got my guy, Dustin DeHart from Nova Home Loans, uh, joins us each and every Thursday. And Dustin, I appreciate your time. I don't know what's wrong with your boy. I don't know what's wrong with me, man. I, I just, I can't help myself. I'm finding Scarface houses all around town, and I want them all. 
Yeah, I don't blame you, man. Vegas, if anybody's going to have a Scarface house besides Miami, it's going to be Vegas, right? Right. uh, I'm fighting them, my man. (laughs) I am truly fighting them. But uh, anyway, I'm I'm leaving the Scarface house behind. I did want to talk to you about this Raiders win from uh, from last week, man. They go to Denver. Uh We talked about all the adversity that they had. They get the big-time victory. What did you think just watching that game, how it all shook out, the way that they played, the dominating fashion they played? Yeah, it was great. You know, I look, I, I bet the Raiders, so I thought they were going to win. You know, I bet them on the money line. But, you know, look, I wouldn't have been surprised if they got blown out just because of all the distractions. And uh, it was just awesome to see them rally around behind the new coach and, and get that win. It was just great. So, you know, it, it, I had a feeling they'd do it, and they did it. And, you know, a division rivalry. And here we are, 4-2, and two, you know. And now we, uh, now we got a, another team that we should beat. But, look, you know, Vegas has got us only a three-point underdog, so more or less they're thinking it's a you know pick 'em game. Uh, so we we, we got to get this win and uh, going to New York get pick up that win and six and two against the Chiefs on Sunday night. That sounds good to me, man. I can't wait. <laughs> right now you got all Raider Nation all lathered up now because you you went and gave those the Raiders the next two dubs, and so they're feeling good about themselves. Let me ask you this because we had John McClain on from the Houston Chronicle earlier, and I asked him they went out and played with a purpose on Sunday against Denver. Do you think that they can come out and rally and have that same energy and that same purpose this Sunday, uh, being now a week removed from everything that went off, you know, went on off the field? Yeah, I mean that's the key question. You know, they had that boost of energy from all of this, and it got them, you know, got them that win. So we can't, you know, we can't take our foot off the gas, and you know, we need, we, you know, look, Philly's a good team, you know, but mm-hmm. we should beat them. You know, Jalen Hurts. He's kind of a poor man's Lamar Jackson, in my, in my opinion, right? <laughs> we, you know, we already beat Lamar Jackson. But, uh, you know, our pass rush has been great, you know. So Max Crosby can get to him, you know, his tendencies to, to start running out of the pocket. And I think we can contain that. And uh, we, should get this, we, we should get this W. But, yeah, we've got to, you know, keep that energy focused and, uh, you know, not look past this game and, you know, do the same thing in New York and get these wins that we're supposed to win. And that's going to put us in the playoffs. You know, that's one of the keys. You hit it right there on the head. You, you win the games that you're supposed to win, and then you try to go get those 50-50 wins and try to win more of those than you lose. And then, you, like you said, you have a recipe to get into the playoffs. Now, the last time that the Raiders played at home, obviously it was a weird game with the Bears, but the fans were there for the Chicago Bears. They were there, and they were loud. As you know, you were there. What are your expectations this Sunday for the atmosphere at Allegiant Stadium with Eagle fans who you know, one, a lot of Eagle fans are here in Vegas already, but a lot are going to travel as well. Yeah. So like I said, you know, we, we have, so we have club seats and we're on the visitor's side. So whomever bought seats right next to us and right in front of us seemed to have just bought them to sell them Q. And you know, I told you the Baltimore fans were awesome. So are the Miami fans buying us drinks and high five. And like, we, we wouldn't ever see that. You know what I mean? The right. Bears fans were a little different. Now they were cool. Uh, they weren't as laid back as the, uh, the latter, but yeah, I'm interested to see how the Philly fans are. Right. right. So that's They've they've uh, they've definitely got a uh, you know they've 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 been known to be a little on, on the tendency of uh, <laughs> rough around the edges. So I will report back on how they were. But uh, look, I expect it to be more of the same. It's a great atmosphere. The fans are there and they're having a good time. And you know, even when the Raiders were winning, I'm getting high fives from all three of the fans. So. Hopefully it's the same, but uh, I will report back to see if Philly's a little little different than the, the last three. Well, <laughs> I'm interested. I'll tell you this, man. The Eagle fans, they threw 
They threw uh, batteries at Santa Claus. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah. so, don't they have their own jail in Philly? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, they, they absolutely do. So I, I don't think that they're going to be the ones that are going to be buying as many drinks for uh, for you guys as, as the other fans. Again, they threw batteries at Santa Claus. But, uh, Dustin, I did want to ask you about Nova Home Loans, and Dustin com- comes to us each and every week from Nova Home Loans. And for anyone who maybe just, just checked in right now and they're not sure, they're like, who is this Nova Home Loans? Just explain yeah. what Nova Home Loans does, what you guys do, and, and how you're such a benefit to this Las Vegas community. Yeah, yeah. So, actually, Q, Nova Home Loans is the largest privately held mortgage company in the country. Uh, we've been in business for a little over 40 years. Uh, you know, and we're based out of Arizona, Q, and what's crazy is they actually have a 25% market share in Arizona, which is insane. Like, you know, for instance, you know, Quicken has the largest market share here in Nevada, and it's like 5%. And so one out of every four loans is done by Nova Home Loans in Arizona. And, you know, look, we're small enough because we're, we're only brick and mortar in Colorado, Nevada, Arizona, and California um, to be quick and nimble and seamless and, you know, uh, and not weighed down by attorneys and shareholders, but big enough to uh, do some volume just as much as the big companies. Um, and interesting story, too, my CEO, his name's John Volpe. You know, he went to Stanford, got a structural and engineering degree, uh, was Pac-12 Rookie of the Year as a running back. He went on to nice. uh, the CFL. He was uh, Doug Flutie's running back and won a, won a championship with him. Had a cup of coffee in the NFL and blew his knee out and then uh, became a uh, a loan officer, and, and my old COO was actually a first-round draft pick from the Cubs, so cool, you know, professional athletes. And then John Volpe, you know, after four years of not even originating a loan, he became the number one originator in the country for about 10 years and then and is now our CEO, and that structural and engineering degree is uh, coming to handy. You know, right. that's why we have a well-oiled machine. And, you know, look, getting a home loan is cumbersome. It can be very stressful, and because of our systems and our platforms and, and all our support uh, that we take that out, you know, and when you do a home loan with us, it's, it's a, it's, it's not a trying thing. It's, it's an easy transaction. We do everything up front and uh, our communications flawless, you know what I mean? So our, you know, our core value is to provide the best combination of service rate and fees, man. And our other core value queue is giving back to the community. And, uh, and we really, you know, it's very important to us. You know, in fact, uh, Q on, on Monday, I have a huge real estate event, one of the biggest events, uh, uh, real estate side we've seen in many years in Vegas. I have 12 of the top real estate agents in the country, top, top 100, all on the same panel battling out whose brand's the best and, you know, how they become successful. I have 500 real estate agents in attendance at Red Rock uh, Station, or excuse Red Rock Casino. And all those proceeds are going to the Folded Flag Foundation. Nice. Um, we're going to donate $25,000 to them. It's a great foundation, people that died in combat. It helps their families. And uh, the owner of that is actually Bill Foley, who owns the Golden Knights. And uh, what's cool, really cool is on Veterans Day, um, so we're giving 25000 on Monday. And on Veterans Day, I'm presenting a check to Mr. Foley at a Golden Knights game in front of $17,000. 17,000 fans for $100,000. So, you know, it's a great foundation, and we, we just, we, we're giving back to the community. It's one of our core values, and it's very important to us. So excited about both those, both those events and 
being able to help out. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. We love it. We, we love giving back, obviously, to our veterans and our troops and the ones that help protect us each and every day. That's very uh, important to me. I know it's very important to you guys. You guys also do a lot when it comes to uh, VA loans and helping out the veterans in that way as well. I mean, you guys really uh, embrace the, the, the veterans. Yeah, we do. Look, you know, uh, actually in May was Mer Military Appreciation Month, and we decided that we would waive our Twelve ninety nine processing fee to all VA loans, and uh, you know we just decided, you know what, it's military appreciation forever. <laughs> so right. we've gotten rid of that fee, and yeah, if you're you're getting a VA loan, uh, you have no lender fees with us. So it's one of the you know a small thing we can do to our, our veterans, which is the most important thing in our country, quite frankly. Absolutely, absolutely. We're talking right now with Dustin DeHart from Nova Home Loans here on Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. My guy Demon has a question for you. Yeah, Dustin, earlier you were saying that it's very cumbersome to, like, the process, and you guys try to make it as easy as possible and simple as possible for people. But how quickly can the pr process go if everything clears out on the financial end for you? Yeah, look, you know, typically, uh, that's a great question. Typically, 30 days is, you know, is, is the normal transaction for a refinance or a purchase. But there are times when you've got to get it done quicker than that. In fact, actually, uh a couple of weeks ago, we, we banged a purchase out in 11 days. It was uh, somebody that was turned down by another lender. Uh, we they, we were contacted by that real estate agent, and we figured out a way to make it work. And uh, we didn't have much time. We had to meet the close of escrow date. Thankfully, the, we got the appraisal transferred to us. And uh, being the branch manager, I obviously uh, have the power to move things around. And we got the thing done in 11 days and saved them uh, losing their earnest money, saved them the house, and uh Put it this way, very happy clients, but we can get it done quick. We and we do. We you know, and when you're doing a purchase, you guys, you know, you got to meet that close of escrow date, uh, and especially in this market because, you know, sellers they'll, look, they'll just turn around and take your earnest money, and it's their choice. They can do that if you don't make that close of escrow yep. date because, you know, there's five grand now it's in their pocket, and they go listed for even more because property values have gone up. So. You know, it's it's very important you're working with a lender that can get it done and get it done on uh, on time. No, you're right about that. And we actually had to do that, not because we wanted to, but because there was a lender when we were still trying to get rid of our house in Texas, man. They were they were just dragging their feet and just dragging their feet and dragging their feet. And finally, our, our real estate agent said, hey, we're going to take the earnest money if if you don't get it done. And they still didn't take, get it done. They thought we were, I guess, BS. And so they, we took the earnest money. And so you're right, man. It was just... Good for you. I mean, it sucks for the people, but it is. I mean, it's tied you up, right? Yep. yep. I mean, you're selling your house. You're doing all this. It's not your fault. Right. Exactly. You know I mean? And you feel bad for the borrowers, but at the end of the day, this is a it's a financial transaction, and, and there's you know you've had to carry over costs and all that, and it's you know it is what it is. And look, there's you know a couple times in my career, Q, where I I have missed a close of escrow, whatever reason was, and. Their earnest money was taken away from them. I actually wrote them a check and covered it for them. Nice. You know? and I, thankfully, I haven't had to do that very much. Right. <laughs> but most loan officers wouldn't do that. But, uh, yeah, I've written some uh, a $5,000 check once because uh, I didn't perform, and it wasn't their fault. Right. Put it that way. No, and that's, that's, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. And I know you guys get everything done quick, fast, and in a hurry, as you should do. So, uh, Dustin, before I let you go, man, let everyone know how to reach out to you, what they need to do to get a hold of you so they can get the process rolling. Yeah, you bet, man. Just call us anytime at 702-577-2600, brother. There it is. There it is. That easy, just like that. And Dustin joins us each and every Thursday. Dustin, thank you so much for your time, my man. We'll see you Sunday at the game.
I appreciate it, Q. Have a great week. All right, you too, my man. There he goes, Dustin DeHart, Nova Home Loans. And uh, I'm telling you, man, I don't know why. I've never been a dude that's really been into, I got to find this house. I got to do I just sent the picture or the uh, the link to the house. I just sent it to my mom because I know she's probably thinking, like, this guy's not really serious. I mean, his <laughs> this house isn't really. You know what I just thought about, too? You're huh. talking about the big Scarface house that you want? Yeah. You're never home. What does that mean? You're, you're gonna be you're gonna be there. Oh man, this is nice. Sleep, get back on the grind. <laughs> but I I do a lot of work at home though. I do do a lot of work. I have the studio at the house, so I do do a lot of work at the house. So I'm never really there to enjoy the house. Like we have TVs at the house right now, and I'm not bragging. It's not a humble brag, but I never turn them on because I never get a chance to sit there and watch them. And the only time is maybe on Sunday if I'm watching the game if I'm not at it. And there's only been like twice so far this year that I haven't. But whatever. I mean, you can still have it, invite people over, and it's, it's all good. But you're never there. Who are you inviting over if you ain't home? I'm going to have somebody over. You're going gonna to be like, Damon, I don't know what you're doing, but if you just want to come <laughs> kick it, I'm going to be out covering somebody. I if mean, you... come on by and say what's up, you know. Check on the wife and kids. Make sure they're doing all right, you know. Bring some snacks with you. <laughs> nah, man, this big Scarface house, your pantry better be full. I mean, they. I don't know if you saw the pantry <laughs> picture. They got a big pantry in that picture, too. And that's the other thing. The wife can't stand it. She's like, I don't know why you want such a big house because there's only three of us. There's only three of us in the house. My son will come into town every once in a while. He's at school. He's in Western Oregon, so he's not. it's not like he's going to be here all the time. He's going to be here once in a while. You know, we have friends come in from out of town every once in a while, but you don't need no big house. You going to be letting them stay with you? Yeah, I mean. Oh, you a gracious host. Okay. I mean, yeah, look, I'm a nice dude. You know, now if you wear it out, now, see, I have boundaries. You know, if you wear it out, if you hit me up every weekend, be like, yo, I'll be back on Friday. Now I'll be like, look, bro. You got to get your own People spot. advertising you. I got a second home in Vegas. Right, right. I got a Scarface house. <laughs> he ain't never home. Don't worry about it. Nah, nah, it's all good with the old party when he leaves. Nah, it ain't going down like that. But many thanks to Dustin. We do appreciate him from Nova Home Loans. Joins us each and every week. 2.58 is the time. Should we just take a quick break here? Or Yeah, we'll take a quick break. We'll come on back, kick off hour number two. It's already one hour in the books. Where does the time go? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920.